When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Live Boldly with Sarah, a guide through trauma, personal healing, growth, and discovery leading to the ultimate life of joy, mental wellness, and less fear. As a single mother, certified coach in transitional change and adventure, I will share my personal traumas and help you with steps to be free of whatever internal or external chains are keeping you from enjoying this life. My guests and I go beyond the typical conversation as they share their inspirational journeys. And every other week, I bring you my solo episodes where I highlight issues or ahas that I know you are going through too. From relationships, aspirations that have seemed impossible, motherhood, friendships, work, transitions, inertia, depression, my wish is this forum can help you through all of this and more. My mission is to create a supportive community and connection that empowers each one of you to love yourself and believe your right to live boldly. Welcome back to the pod. This is an exciting day because we have Sylvia back. Back. Yes, here again. I'm and back. Oh, it's amazing. I'm so excited. If you have not listened to our last podcast episode together, go and do it because this was that was just such a fun podcast to to record with you. You have since moved, and I want to. We're, we, you and I, were just catching up, and I'm like, press record. Yes. Let's go. Yes, yes. So, where did you move to? So, I moved to Geneva, Switzerland. Mm. And how are you liking it? I love it now, but it was not the sentiment I felt when I first moved here. Um, so I first moved, it was July 25th and that was my husband's birthday. So we landed, it was, you know, birthday party. Everything was great. Then two days later, we packed our stuff and drove to Italy, had a wonderful vacation. And then I came back on a Sunday, 10 days later. And I'll, I'll, I still remember it like it was yesterday. It was gray. It was drizzly. It was cold and everything's closed on a Sunday. And I had my, what the fuck moment? Like what the fuck did I just do? wait, I'm not going back to Miami. Like what? Like this was all fun when we were talking about it, but the reality of it, I was also tired. I had not given myself the time or space to process the change, the transition, the move. I mean, once we made the decision in March of this year, everything was just like, boom, 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 boom. Then get ready for the move and tell my clients and, you know, prepare my son and pack the house. And it's an international move. And La 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 la, and, and the goodbye parties, and you know this and that. End of school, and then that Sunday, it was like everything that I had buried deep, everything that I put on the back burner, all the tiredness came bubbling out. Mm-hmm. I was a bubbling mess. I started to just cry. I had an uncontrollable, like, ugly cry. 
<laughs> and you know, the trigger was, so we, we'd gotten back to the apartment. It was still empty. Um, we had a couple like rental pieces of furniture because everything was in a container making its way over. My husband was taking a nap. I think my son was playing video games and I went to lay down and I just cried and cried and cried. And then no one was coming after me. It was like, no one knows I'm crying. All right. I need someone to know I'm crying. I have this thing. So then I go into the living room. My husband's still sleeping. I'm like, he's sleeping. He's fine. Nobody knows I'm suffering. He's like, I just start crying. I'm moving some stuff around. He's like, are you okay? What? What? Like coming out of his sleep. I'm like, no, I'm not okay. It's too much. It's too much. Everything. <laughs> well, then I had my witness and then he gave me a hug and I felt better. And here's, I want everybody to grab your journals because we're going to be talking today about what happens after you make those bold moves. Mm-hmm. You go through this period of loneliness. You go through this period of who am I? You go through this period of what's next. What did I just do? And it, you've jumped off the cliff yes. and you're free falling. And then all of a sudden it's this now what? Yes. What's next? Mm-hmm. Where is my community? Where are my friends? Where are those people? Yes. My clients? Mm-hmm. Where's mm-hmm. my business? Mm-hmm. What just happened? Mm-hmm. I did that when I, and my move was very small compared to yours. However, I did pick up everything, a two-year-old and an eighth grader. And I think, I think Christian, I think Carson was two, or maybe he was three. I don't remember, but we moved um, across the country and that was, that was a lot. That was a lot. And just from Wisconsin to California, and you moved over the pond. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So let's dive into that. Tell us us about, let's dive into the loneliness. Let's dive into the what's next. Who am I? How are you circumventing this? How are you navigating through and blazing your own trail through this? Right. So I think just to kind of rewind the tape, after I had that big cry, it's like, okay, let's get through this. Um, I think what really hit me was the feeling of where do I belong? Because my husband was going back to work. He was going back to the office that he had left 12 years ago. He's worked for the same company for 24 years. He was born and raised in Geneva. All his friends are here. He belongs here. Yeah. He has that sense of belonging. It's his yeah. culture. It's his language. It's his friends. It's everything. Okay. Then my son was going to start an international school and I played his wing woman. I put it in first. I said, listen, I'm going to make sure that I introduce him to at least three to five friends that he gets situated and he'll be good. And I was successful. I would see him play with a friend. I'd go up to the friend. Hey, I'm Marco's mom. Uh, Is your mom around or nanny? And they would say yes. And then I talked to the mom or the nanny and said, hey, looks like the kids are really getting along. Maybe we could schedule a play date. So for two weeks, I was like with it, play dates, gatherings, all of that. And then it was that third week when I knew he was okay. My son, you know, was well, you know, integrated and, or early starting the process. And my husband obviously was way integrated before. And then I was like, wait, what about me? Like, hmm. who, are my, who are my friends? Where do I belong? I'm not going to a school. I'm not, I don't have my office that I used to have. Where are my clients? I mean, I had my virtual, I had 10 virtual clients that wanted to in Florida that still um, legally can continue working with me. But it was that, where's my place? Nothing in the apartment felt familiar. Nothing in Geneva felt familiar. Everything was just so different. I said, oh my God. So then I leaned into my husband. I said, I'm feeling lonely. I need some emotional support. And guess what? He couldn't give it to me. He's like, I'm 
I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I don't know what else you need. I'm doing as much as I can. He could not do what I needed to do for myself, which I needed to find Geneva through my eyes. I needed to discover Geneva through my eyes. And that was the best advice I had gotten from one of my friends. She's a therapist. Her name's Erica Smith-Murray. And I called her. It was an SOS call. It was one of those days where my husband was just you know, up to here. And he, in his mind, thought he was doing everything that he could, everything that he could to make me and my son comfortable. And he just couldn't get the emotional component that I was asking for, which rightfully so it was, it was the inner work that I needed to do. And I called Erica. I was like, Erica, it's SOS. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't think I can do it. I don't know what I did. She's like, okay, let it out. Breathe. Yes, 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 yes. It all makes sense. And then she just finally went to the the straight point, like Sylvia, you've been trying to discover Geneva through your husband's eyes. You've been trying to discover Geneva through your son's eyes. You got to sit down and get in touch with yourself, get in touch with your essence and start to find Geneva through that place. And I was like, you're right. You're right. And that's what I slowly started to do. I said, okay, I don't need to take French lessons. Like, yes, I will learn French. Yes. I need to learn French, but Am I doing it because I feel like I have to go to school and I'm trying to meet people? Yes, but my essence, what do I love? I love writing. I love the parks. I love nature. I love working out. I love architecture. And so I just started to do that. I started to get back into reshaping my book proposal. I started to spend more time in the parks. I then, you know, I met another mom from the school that is also a writer. And I said, well, let's get together and be writing uh, partners. Let's hold each other as, as, you know, let's hold each other accountable for our writing. Then we started to meet in the last two weeks, your last three weeks, we started to meet once a week. And so it really wasn't until the last month that I started to finally feel at home because I was discovering Geneva through my eyes. Wow. Every single time that we make a bold move, something like this happens, I find. I have found in my own life too, because we are changing who we are as we are up-leveling, facing those difficult moments, doing the difficult, right? And then it's this new space of who am I and where do I belong within myself? It's not a bad, Absolutely. beautiful place to be because that's Absolutely. where we discover more of ourselves. Absolutely. And to be completely transparent, Sarah, I knew that there was a part of me carrying my old habits and my old self with me to Geneva. I was like, okay, I'm not really in Geneva. I'm just going to cram in more clients and I'm I'm going to spend three hours at the gym and, and I'll just rush to go pick up my son at school and rush back and do this and do that. And then I said, oh my goodness, look at me. I'm doing that thing I did in Miami where I just crammed my schedule full and didn't leave enough time for self. And then ironically, yesterday, mm-hmm. as I only gave myself 30 minutes to go pick up my son in between clients, I'm riding my bike as fast as I can. Um, I hit a curb and I fly over the handlebars and I scratched my face so bad. I basically, when I flew off the handlebars, I landed on the right side of my face and the bike, which is an electric bike, fell on my leg. So if you could see me, the the listeners can't see me, but I have a pretty big bruised cheek and upper eyelid and my, my leg is so sore and bruised. I can barely walk. And 
it happened so fast. I couldn't believe that I had fallen. I was like, what? So just to get to the the meaning of it, I realized yesterday after the falls, I was sitting in the infirmaries section, you know, and, and getting taken care of. I said, okay, this is the message to slow down and not just slow down my pace, but to slow down and make more space for self because all this busyness that I find myself trying to get into is what is actually, I think, leading to more loneliness because it's the busyness that disconnects us from our soul, our self, and we get caught up in all the doing, right? Even if it's under the disguise of helping others and we keep putting self on the back burner and the back burner. And so today I didn't go to the gym. I did a pod, I uploaded an old podcast that I did a year ago. And I just said, okay, okay, self, I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I will create more space for you. And that's where I feel this bold move is leading me into is to discover a part of myself that I don't even know what is it about. I have not discovered this part of me before, but I definitely feel it emerging. I feel the space is getting the space was always there. I just feel myself finally willing, willing to step into that space. I don't know what it's going to look like, uh, but I can feel the momentum. And there is this odd calmness with me in juxtaposition with like the hyperness, like, wait, we're not really going to slow down. But the other part is, is saying it's time. It's time. It's time to slow down. It's time to create more space for self. It's time to discover your true voice. It's time to discover parts of yourself that all the busyness doesn't allow. Wow. Do you feel, as I'm listening to you, do you feel like so often we see the world, are we conditioned to do that, to see the world through others' eyes versus our own? I think yes and no. I think we're conditioned in that way. And also I think maybe it's, you know, I like to bring it back to shadow work. And Carl Jung believed that he was, you know, what basically the pioneers of psychoanalysis, Freud and Jung, but, you know, C.G. Jung believed that we have all these parts of ourselves that make us whole. But starting at birth, we start splitting these parts off. What's considered good, what's considered bad. But in general, let's say what your parents, what your family, what your society said, oh, that's not good. That, you know, that's too big. That's too small. That's too loud. That's too, whatever it is, that's gross. That blah, 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 blah. We start splitting these parts off. And then I think when we start seeing the world through other people's eyes, maybe it's us trying to see not just through their eyes, but we are projecting a part of ourselves that we've disowned onto that person. And maybe unconsciously it's a safe way. Well, if I look through another person's eyes who I sense is successful, or if I look through another person's eyes who I sense is, you know, I don't know, caring or whatever, maybe it's that part of ourselves that we've split off and we're just projecting it onto the other person and we're trying to look through their eyes, but it's really ours. Mm -hmm. So I think yes, yes and no. Yes. Maybe a part of ourselves, you know, especially if you're a caregiver, um, you you or an empath, you you tend to really feel what other people feel, and you just naturally see the world through their eyes. But perhaps there's also something even deeper, something that you've cut off that is is asking to be 
reclaimed, if that makes right. any sense. That makes a hundred percent sense. No, it does. I, I, I get this because when, before my mom passed away, we had this conversation about moving and changes and how we go through all these changes in our life. And she said, the one thing about you is that you're always okay. You just come out. Okay. You just wow. through it. You just come out. Okay. Yeah. And, and better than okay. She, I'm not saying just okay, but better than okay. Um, even moving, right? Like I don't have a hard time with moving anymore. I'm sold my house and moved across the street into this itty bitty little place, this rental, got rid of all my stuff post-divorce. I was like, wow. okay, we're stripping down. This is what we're doing. And as I'm listening to you, I'm getting some serious clarity in my life. So mm. thank you. And the clarity is not, not looking through the lens of society, not looking at the world from a place of how people think it should be done. It's this looking through the lens of where do I belong at this moment as I continue to find and dive into this relationship with myself a little bit more deeply. And who do yes. I want to be? And how do I want to be? And how do I want to live? It's It goes back to what Brene Brown said, right? About this whole thing with belonging. It's about, yes, we belong to this world, but first we have to belong to ourselves and we have to be able to stand alone, speak our truth and our honesty and stand against that fray or stand above that fray, right? Soar above that fray and really get to know who we are when we are amidst those moments of change. Yes. And I think loneliness is the invitation for that. I think so many of us are scared to be alone. Oh, I so know. many of us are scared to feel lonely. And yet if you can reframe loneliness as an opportunity to get to know yourself, capital S, you know, ELF on a much deeper level, and you can transform maybe loneliness into solitude, self-discovery, um, self-curiosity, and just, you know, not all of it is going to feel spiritual. Like some of it's going to feel pretty fucking hard. Yes. But if you can look at loneliness as an invitation to really get to know your true self on a much deeper level and, 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 learn, you know, how to stand on your own, to speak your voice, even without, you know, uh, an accolade or even uh, amongst criticism, when you give yourself that chance to embrace that part of yourself, then, then I don't think you feel so lonely because once you really step through that threshold and you discover the power of yourself, then I don't think you can ever really feel alone when you are connected to self. And I think it was my, uh, Maya Angelou in an interview, um, this was in like the late seventies, but it was this gorgeous interview that she had given. And at the end, she was like, I belong to me. Mm -hmm. I belong to me. And we can say that, but to really know the experience that comes with it to get to that place is so personal. Um, and I, I haven't gotten there yet. Um, you know, I think I've experienced loneliness, um, on like the outer levels of, Oh, I'm lonely. Um, because my dad left, you know, to live in Kazakhstan and I lived alone my last two years of high school. Oh, you know, I've experienced loneliness, you know, as a mother of a, a, a newborn and I didn't have my, my birth mother to, to help. Like, yeah, I experienced loneliness, but I didn't take it to the threshold to really discover my deeper self in those moments. I think I was still just 
scared and and focused on, wait, 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 who's going to be there? I'm all alone. And, and now that I'm here in Switzerland, you know, I've created an incredible community in just three months, but even a part of me is like, okay, this is great. I love the connections, but I think it's time for me to actually spend more time alone to get deeper with self so I can really understand like what my voice is, because I think so often as a people pleaser or, you know, as someone that still struggles with negative self-talk or imposter syndrome, I sometimes still alter my voice to appease others. And I think I'm finally at that place at 44 where I am ready to say, okay, I want to discover what my true voice is. And I think sometimes getting really quiet and maybe being alone is an opportunity to do that. I'm loving you more and more every time we have these discussions. <laughs> oh, I love you too, I just Sarah. Go, I go into a trance. I <laughs> go into a trance because this has been my last 10 years, girl. Mm. Like this has literally been my last 10 years. This is like, I will start crying as I'm sitting here thinking about all those times that I grabbed my paddleboard and intentionally went alone four miles off sea to be with whales and dolphins because I did, I lost my voice. I was in the shadow. I was somebody else spoke for me for how many years and I had no idea. And coming out of that and understanding who I am, diving into that relationship with self, it was it's been one of the most beautiful journeys of self-discovery and personal development and healing, resilience, making those bold moves that I could ever have freaking imagined ever. And I think that, I think that we need to go to those new places in order to, and I'm saying like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, just like you have to really put us in that place of discernment between what's happening on the outside world and what's happening on the inside of us. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's wild. And I will say, I want to be very clear on something. Y'all are going to make mistakes when you do this. Oh yeah. Y'all are going to make mistakes. You're going to screw up. I ended up in relationships along the way that I'm like, how the hell did I end up here again? How did I trip up? How did I fall? How did I fall off my own bike over and over and over again? Yep. I mean, I remember one time, one time I, I was in a uh, a car accident and mm-hmm. I got out of the car. I smashed into the car ahead of me. I was on the phone with my mom. I was not on the phone. I was on Bluetooth, but I was talking to her. And all of a sudden I slammed into the car ahead of me, which had stopped. That car slammed into the car ahead of them. I got out of my car and I was just, I had my Ugg boots on and I pulled them off and I threw them down on the ground. And I was like, what in the hell is happening in my life? You know, when you're going through those feelings of belonging and where do I belong and who am I and all of this turmoil that happens, you have mistakes that happen. You crash your own car. And going through that space of self-forgiveness is what allows you to belong more into yourself. It -hmm. gives you grace and space to say, I'm human too, and I'm going to screw up and I'm going to do things that I didn't, wouldn't normally have done. And that's yeah. okay because that's how we understand and learn more about who we are. Absolutely. That's where we find that sense of belonging and who we are. Yeah. You know, I had a really t- 
tough conversation with myself. And then I self-reflected with my new friend here in Geneva. Her name is um, Elizabeth, call her Liz. And um, I said, Liz, I have something I'm going to share with you. That's a little bit embarrassing. And I know we don't know each other that much, but I had this epiphany that I have been playing dumb for so long. And I've kind of known it, like my husband laughs a little bit. It's kind of like a, a little joke between us. He's like, sometimes you play dumb, like you don't know, but I know, you know, and then I think you don't know. And then you really do know. And then you get me to do something. I'm like, no, don't. But then I guess I do. So, but the other part of me saying that I play dumb is I said, you know, when I meet new people, I tend to play like this, like the ditzy. Sorry. I mean, I know we're both blah, but I'm like, I kind of like I totally get it. I'll play like the ditzy blonde or, you know, I call myself the golden retriever. I'm like, you know, I'm like goofy and very like nice and nice to meet Chad, you know? And I said, I think what it really is, is there's this part of me that is submissive when I'm in like a social setting, like I'll be the golden retriever. I'll get on my belly so you can scratch my belly because my shadow part is if I see an alpha female or someone that's really intelligent or strong, it's like, oh, I'll just play the ditzy blonde, the, the golden retriever. So happy with her. And I said, but I know that is limiting the wise voice inside myself. That's limiting other parts of myself. And I just... Oh, and then she's kind of looking at me because she doesn't know me that well. And she's like, well, I did come, you know, when I first met you, you know, you had this. And then I think she didn't know if she could, if she had permission she to tell think. me the truth. And yeah, so she didn't really say it was just broadly like, yeah, I kind of got that vibe because you let this other kid walk your dog. And then he was like dragging your dog into the pool and you were just kind of like, oh, it's okay. Well, really, I didn't want to say anything to the kid because the mom who had organized it all was his mom. And I was not going to, you know, say anything to the kid in front of the alpha. So, but I'll just like, you know, go anyways, but my point of sharing all that with you was, you know, I had to dig a little bit deeper and said, okay, well, where did this playing dumb come from? Because my other complex is the imposter syndrome, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough, but where did it really start? Well, I think it started with my father because my father you know, as someone who I think has narcissistic tendencies, you can't be smarter than him. Mm. You, you cannot say, you know, something because he knows best and he knows more. And I think my father who came from a deeply insecure place because he was called dumb in school and he was called stupid. And, you know, his mom had, you know, my grandmother, you know, hit him right with, you know, uh, he told me one time with an, uh, I don't know, like an extension cord because he was getting bad grades. And, but really he had a speech impediment. He had a hearing impediment and it, 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 it went undiagnosed. But so I think my dad coming from the insecure place, he had to build up this bravado. I know everything. I'm the best. I'm the smartest, but him raising me as a single dad, especially someone who didn't speak English properly, who had a you know a broken accent, who is a hard worker, I couldn't be smarter than him, even though I was straight a, you know straight A student, I couldn't speak my voice because I think deep down that was something that would not intimidate him, but I think that that would question his authority. So I learned from a very young age to survive in my environment that in a way I had to play dumb. So I wouldn't get his wrath 
because mm-hmm. if you ever questioned him, he would get really upset. And so I just came to a place in my life the last couple of weeks. I said, that which served me long time ago does not serve me anymore. I honor it. I thank it. And now it's time for me to really step into this other part of self and step into this other way of being and not be so afraid for other people to see it. Because for me, playing, you know, the golden retrievers, like me, please pet me, like me, can we be friends? And that's exhausting. Are you looking to bring a little more happiness into your life or want to learn how to step outside your comfort zone? Guess what? Our digital downloadable programs are only $39 just for a limited time. Go grab Unstuck and Free, How to Live Outside Your Comfort Zone, filmed in the mountains of Southern California, Mount Baldy to be exact, my favorite mountain, or go grab Seven Steps to Happiness. This is filmed on the High Sierra Loop in Yosemite National Park. Incredible, incredible visuals. These programs will take you to that next step and rise you into living your best life. Use the coupon code LIVEBOLDLY at checkout, L-I-V-E-B-O-L-D-L-Y. Go grab them, sarahshiltoncrans.com, underneath more and digital programs. And then is it, am I really offering a true connection for the other person? No, surface, it's great, you know, for just, you know, I don't know, surface friends, but I think there is a craving for me to dig deeper, discover deeper parts of myself and create deeper relationships with others based on those vulnerabilities. And that, that depth that's, that's always been there. I just keep myself at the surface. And you would not have found that had you not have moved and put yourself into this place, this huge, bold move that you did take Mm -hmm. and allowing Mm -hmm. yourself to also embrace the fact that you do need to be alone for a little bit and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I feel like I have had moments where I go in and out of it, you know, when I was studying shamanism and in Arizona, um, when I, you know, I've done workshops, um, you know, and, and I, and I was presenting, I'm like, wait, no, this is me. Or I remember when I was in Tulum and, you know, I was just, I gave an impromptu yoga class. It's like, no, this is me. So I've had glimmerings of it. But then it's like I I step into self betrayal. I'm like, okay, okay. Well, who who do I need to be to still maintain these relationship with these with these other people? Oh, my friend wants to go to this restaurant. She doesn't want to go the sound bowl healing. Okay, my husband doesn't like that food. Okay, so we need to go here. And that damn people pleaser gets in the way, and I betray self. Mm. So I get glimmers of her, but then I'm like. But don't I have to be liked to be loved so you don't abandon me? And yet I abandon myself over and over and over again until I have those little glimmers. Like when you said you went swimming with the dolphins and you're paddling out there, it's like, oh, I want that for myself. I've done it before, but I want to be able to go out again and, and be okay with myself and not worry about pleasing someone or displeasing someone. And just be there with self. And, you know, maybe it won't be a paddleboard into the ocean, but maybe it is a walk through the park by myself and just like, just me being with me and not, not the podcast, not the music, not trying to learn something to be better, you know, just, I think it's, 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 it's getting more still and getting more quiet and slowing things down. Um, to, to shift that fear of being alone to a discovery of what's, what's underneath. 
Well, and I think too, what I have found is that it helps build deeper, more meaningful relationships. Absolutely. With other people. If you're just surface level yourself, how are you going to have deep relationships with others? Mm -hmm. And that's what the beautiful thing is that we learn through this time when we do take time for ourselves and we allow ourselves to make the mistakes and we allow ourselves to go deeper and we're not afraid Mm -hmm. to jump. We're not afraid to fall. We're not afraid to, Mm -hmm. to land sometimes in places we didn't expect. My challenge, Sarah, is I love the level of depth that I can experience with another human being as a therapist. Mm -hmm. And it's in that safe container, but it's a specific role I play. Um, and, and, and I feel it and I'm like, I, I can't do that with friends. I can't do that in my social settings. Cause it's just like, I do that all the time. Can, I, I just feel like, you know, some people are, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know, but my, my challenge is, is I would like to experience that level of depth and connection that I do with clients with other people, but I, I haven't yet found the right way to do it without feeling that I'm going too deep or getting too personal because there is something in terms of like the therapeutic relationship that's so sacred that I haven't yet felt, I mean, maybe with a few friends I have, but I don't know. I, I, I need to work on it. I need to work. I love this conversation. And so here's, I've had the opposite happen where I, I go so deep with people on a regular basis that I sometimes have to say, okay, wait a second. I'm kind of exhausted. I need some surface level shit right now. <laughs> so maybe it's a balance. Yeah. I, 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 I need the literally, I need literally the do. I have this. Um, now I will say that through my journey of the last 10 years and really getting to that place of finding and loving myself this deeply. And I do feel like I belong more to myself now than I ever in my life have ever. Amazing. Girl, I, I would, love I, that. I, I freaking love me. And that's not like from an ego space. That's from a space of, you know, soaring. Like I feel, I feel now turning 50, 10 years out, I'm literally officially 10 years this Thanksgiving out of that discovery that I had with my husband. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Crazy. It's just wild to me. 10 years. And I happy birthday. Thank you. I'm, it's exciting. It's really, I'm at a a very different precipice, exciting time in my life. And, you know, going through this, I'm going through an upbrand rebrand with my business, with like literally everything that I'm doing and how I'm being. And I will say that the flip side of that is that my space, those people that I surround myself with, it's become much smaller. Mm. And I, and I think the reason why is because, and, and perhaps this is something also dear friend to dear friend to, to really dive into is for me, it's not the quantity. It's, it's completely the quality. And yes, I'm finding that, that my having to, in certain situations, let go and say, okay, okie dokie. That's totally cool. You don't want to be here right now. That's fine. And not holding on tight to it and just saying right now at this moment, it's a release. And that's creating yes. space for other things too. Yes. It's, it's, yes. Very, it's, it's really um, uh, enlightening, but it's also very empowering and it's very freeing. Yes. You know, 
One thing that, you know, as you're talking, I, I was just thinking about with this fall from the bicycle, how it's really helped me appreciate these three circles or three spheres that um, Vivek Murthy, um, he wrote a book called Together. He's the former Surgeon General of the United States. Um, he wrote about these three groups of relationships called social spaces and that we all need them in order to to thrive and to feel connected. And that, you know, some on the outside circle are more of like those surface friendships per se. Um, and they are not going to be the people that are very close to you. He uh, titled it the active network, but it's that outermost circle, you know, anywhere between like 150 to maybe like 1500 people. But these are acquaintances, you know, from work, from school associations, et cetera. Um, so you wouldn't really label them friends, but you know, their names, you have shared common interests, et cetera. And then you have the smaller circle, um, the sympathy group, and they're more of your meaningful friendships and family relationships, the people you know, that do provide you the emotional support. Um, they're, they're close to you, but not as close as the, the inner circle, which is the smaller circle in the middle. I mean, yeah, in the center, the inner circle, and that's your small intimate circle. Those one or two, three friends that really know you, that you could call at any time during the day or night, um, and that are able to provide, provide you that emotional support. And for me, when I had this accident, I had at least five people in my very recent outer circle, my active network, just acquaintances and, and moms that I met briefly through, you know, the school all reach out to me. And I was so touched, like, wow, my neighbor uh, today, she brought me um, breakfast pastries. And then later came at lunch to provide me this beautiful salad. I had three moms contact me through social media to see if I needed anything. And then two moms reach out on WhatsApp saying, look, we can pick your son up or we could drop him off um, or we could pick him up for a play date. So I had at least five acquaintances on the outermost circle provide me the most nurturing, loving care and support without really knowing me. And I felt so touched. And I said, wow, look at this. This really this really does make an impact. And you don't have to be that close to people to feel that level of connection. And I think for me, it was touching because my family doesn't even know I went, I got into a bike accident. You know, it happened last night. I got busy with work. I, you know, they don't follow me on social media. Different time zones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, I think that the quality is amazing, you know, when it talk when you talk about your inner group, but I think it's also important to maintain um, and make the effort to mm-hmm. to have those outer circles too, because we we need them to thrive, not just the inner, but we need this the sympathy group, the active network. Um, and I just I'm just so humbled and grateful for um, that outer network that reached out today yeah. to help me. Yes. How do you give us some thoughts on how do you create? those relationships, putting yourself out there when you are new to this entire space? How are you doing that? What are you, what are you doing? Cause I get this a lot from people like, mm-hmm. well, I'm moving now. How am I supposed to find those people yes. around me when I don't have my kids anymore? Or, you know, cause so often we find people through our children. Well, how do we do it when it's just us? And I'm going to yes. be that. I'm, yes. I'm making a hell of a yes. huge 
change in a year and a half myself from where I'm living. So I'm, I'm in that same space. My bold moves coming up too. Okay. Well, instead of a vision board, I recommend creating a value board, all the things that you value and that are really important to you, create that value board. And with that, I think you gain clarity of the things that are really not just important to you, but that are meaningful to you, that are purposeful to you. And then with that value board, I think that you set the intention, I want to meet people who are on the same page like me with my values, people that value nature, people that value kindness, people that value um, community, people that value um, the climate, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think when you become clear with your values and you have that value board, then also think about some, you know, what are some things that you're interested in, in, in doing? Is it cooking? Is it kayaking? Is it whatever? And then, because you could go to a, let's say a cooking class and you meet someone that's not on the same page with your values. They have a completely different value system in terms of how they treat people and et cetera, et cetera. So having that core value board and being in touch with that first, then, you know, setting the intention to meet others and then being really clear, what are two interests that you like? Make the effort. So maybe it's a running club, maybe, um, you know, because I'm thinking in my head, well, what if they say I don't like running and maybe you'll find your objections, but I think the value board will help you move through the objections and that will just kind of, you know, laws of attraction will bring people towards you or bring you and those other people together that um, value the same values. And and I think when you align your life with your values, you live a life worth living because it is in alignment with what is important to you, not your husband, not your partner, not your family, what's most important to you. And when you align yourself with that, no matter what you do, whether you're alone or with people, your life will have value and meaning and purpose. I couldn't agree any more than what, what you just said. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's, um, this is something that I've been sitting with because yeah, I'm moving at some point, probably in the next year and a half into a day, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. I will share with you one of the things that I've thought about is putting all my stuff into storage and traveling for a year and making my boldest move yet because I I was a mom at 17. I didn't get to go and travel the world. I didn't get to backpack. So throwing what I need into my pack, letting everything else stay behind and people that I have also had these conversations with like you. And saying, hey, I'm going to come to Switzerland. Yes, let's come to Geneva. Yes. Let's go. And, and yes, we'll like, go up into the Alps. Oh, yeah, girl. Oh, my gosh. And and that, to me, would be one of my boldest moves yet. And I'm, wow. I walk in what I preach. And and I'm, I'm really excited about it. And it's also, yes. there's been fear behind it. And there's so much, at that same time, excitement over the people that I get to meet. Yes. And the global community you can build. Global community. And because here's the thing is that we, through these bold moves that we make, right? And I know I talk about this a lot. And and by the way, I just literally trademarked make bold moves, by the way, which is super exciting. 
And through these bold moves that we make, we also find this deeper understanding of self and where we do belong with self, regardless of where we are physically at that moment. And that is the most beautiful thing we can possibly experience. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited for you as you embark on this journey into self even more deeply. Yes. I love that you are talking about and sharing so openly how you feel like you've also not been a hundred percent yourself Mm-mm. show up. Mm-hmm. And I, I experienced that myself for a number of years. And then even through my betrayal, I thought I was one person, right? And then I realized, well, wait a second, was I really being who I wanted to be? Because was I altering who I was unbeknownst to me? I mean, it's confusing. There's yeah. some layers to it and it, it can become extremely confusing. Absolutely. And at the same time, I have found in my life, my mom passed away in July of 2022. And so I, sorry. Have, thank you. Yeah. I have found in my own life through those discussions that I had with her that, you know, we are, we are brought onto this earth. We are born this person. And we also leave this earth. We leave this person, this body that we have. And it really does become full circle, right? It's all about finding that person that we were intended to become all along. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just think like all the different roles that we think we have to play, but I think it's just like shedding the roles and, and yeah, like you said, like discovering who you've always been, but I think so many of us have been kind of scared not to discover that because we might piss somebody off or we may not be the good girl or, you know, that's just not what you do. But, you know, I think one of the boldest moves you can make is choosing self. And that can be really hard for a lot of people, I think primarily because usually the guilt um, that comes with it, but choosing self, but capital S E L F. Like, I think that's the greatest gift that you can give others because when you choose self, you give other people permission to do the same. Yeah. And And you're giving me permission. Like when you talk about traveling the world and your adventurous spirit and you know, that it's, you're, you're never too old, you know, to start, you know, a new project, to live a dream, to be bold, to take this risk and, and to really just like connect with that part of you. That's so adventurous and to be it and to breathe it is so inspiring for me and other people. I will say, and I will, I will get very vulnerable and authentic with my words on this one. My boldest move in my life has been, yes, understanding myself more deeply through this betrayal that I had lived through. It's also allowing myself to love another human to the that I also have allowed myself to love me. Wow. And that's been, that's been that's been, I would say, through this understanding and trust of myself and trust of others, that's been the boldest move that I have that I have stepped into. It's it's wild, you know, it's like this yeah, is wild. And I will say, and I and I want people to please listen to this. There is no perfect human. Mm-mm. We're not perfect. I am not perfect. 
Mm-mm. I think throughout life, we get hung up on perfection so much that we miss the fact that our greatest learning comes through our failures. Absolutely. It through that risk-taking. It's, it comes through the bold moves that we make, knowing and understanding that we are doing the very best that we can at that moment. And you will, you, you will screw up. You will screw up and make mistakes. Yeah. And sometimes it is those mistakes that are the threshold, the rite of passage, the opening that will take you to the next level. Like, I don't think I would have had the clarity to really like slow down and discover this new, not news because it's been there, but just to really slow down and commit to self. If I hadn't made the mistake and, you know, hit the curb and flew off, it was just like, okay, this is the moment, not wait till next year, not, you know, get caught up in the go, go, go and blah, 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 blah. Now, now slow down now. Yeah. And so I think, yes, when we make those mistakes, it's a threshold. And as you said, you know, nobody's perfect. And I think we are all perfectly imperfect. And it is through our imperfections that I think we do discover those deeper qualities of self and our authenticity. Yes. And relationships, deeper relationships. Yes. 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 Way deeper relationships with others. And when we can embrace our own imperfections, we can embrace the others and then experience true connection. I could not agree more. (laughs) I have shivers, like literally like my hair is on right now. My hair is on right. I, I, there's this. You, we are tapping into such that also what you're giving me, which is a true gift that you're giving me and to other people listening to this and watching this, because this is also tapping into this next phase that I'm stepping into as well, which is super exciting. It's just yes, just so exciting. You know, I will say that um, resistance and reluctance to do this work is there. I know for a lot of people. Always. (laughs) That's the way, my friends. That is the way. It's through the resistance. That is the way. Yes. Yes. So let's, um, I want to end with you giving your listeners, those people that are, that are learning from you right now, any other advice, any other knowledge that you have found since the last time that I have spoken with you. And and please let's do this again. This is like you're one of my favorite. I gotta tell oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> I love having these conversations because we never <sighs> know what direction we're ultimately going to go in. We are like this free flowing Yes. And it's the coolest Me too. I love it. I oh, love it. Oh juicy. It's so good. It's so magical. What yes. what other uh, learnings could you give knowledge? Could you give to these listeners? So what's coming for me is just hearing the words, be true to yourself. We all know those things that we do that we shouldn't be doing yet. We still do them. And they're getting in the way of, of you really creating space to get in touch with your true self. So being true to yourself is also, I think being honest with yourself, be honest with yourself with, you know, what do you need? What are you missing? Um, you know, what, what are those resistances? Be true to yourself with honoring and acknowledging, yes, I'm scared of this, or yes, I'm resisting that. And it doesn't mean that, you know, being true to yourself means, okay, go ahead and just do that thing. Just be true to yourself in this moment by acknowledging 
you know, whatever it is that you're feeling. One of the best pieces of advice that I heard from another woman who um, she considers herself an empowerment coach. Her name is Luna Battaglia. And she said, if it just in this moment, if I am the self that is feeling the somatic experience of anxiety, the, the, the tightness in my belly or the pressure in my head. If I'm just the being in this moment right now, feeling this, that's enough. So being true to yourself also, I think is just being true by observing what it is in the moment. We can all get caught up in what's the next bold move or, you know, what's the next big shiny object or what's the next big, you know, expansion or, you know, moment of growth. But sometimes just being true to yourself is just honoring the self in this moment, observing what is, checking in. If your tongue is on the top of your you know, roof of your mouth, relax your tongue. If your belly is tight, relax your belly. And just in this moment, observe what is and be true to that self. Continue observing self because with change, there comes so many different emotions, so many different thoughts. And I just think the best thing we can do is continue observing whatever comes up, whether it's considered good, bad, negative, positive, whatever it is, just observe it and say, aha, okay, in this moment, I'm observing this. In this moment, I'm observing this thought. This moment, I'm observing this feeling. And in this moment, I honor the self by observing what is. And I think that's the best way we can be true to ourselves. I love that. I love that comes full circle. And we can can connect more deeply with ourselves. We can connect more deeply with others. It's beautiful. Thank You're just you. an incredible, incredible woman. And I want to thank oh, you too. for being here, for being on this yeah. podcast. And again, if you have not listened to our last podcast together, we'll link it um, in the show notes and definitely listen to that one as well, because you, this it's always good. It's always great. It's always. Yes. Well, I can't wait to host you here in Geneva. I can't wait to go hiking with you somewhere in the beautiful Alps or just somewhere uh, in Switzerland, because you are definitely one of my most favorite and inspirational you know, females out there that lives boldly, lives freely, lives authentically. And just your connection with nature is such a beautiful expression of that. So I can't wait to share a little bit of that with you when our paths cross. I cannot wait either. It's, it's, you know, it's fun. Like I do believe that we complicate life. And this is what I will say, how I will also give full circle on this. We complicate life by having this, and I know this myself in my journey, having this vision that we think that everything needs to be or how we thought it would be, or, or which is why I love the fact that you said, don't vision board, give, you, give yourself a values board. And, you know, this journey that we are on, it's all unfolding and we can't always we don't always know how it's going to unfold. And that's the beautiful part about living mm -hmm. and about loving and about journeying through this. And I will say, like I preach to my kids all the time, give yourself grace because, you know, we are not perfect human beings. Mm -mm. We're never intended to be. The thing that I will mm -mm. say is, please, please, through your own imperfections, acknowledge that other people 
are imperfect too. And it doesn't mean that you need to accept toxicity in your life or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying Mm -hmm. is that good people, really, really good people are good people because they learn from those experiences, those mistakes that they have made too. Yes. So. I love that. Thank you. That's my, that's my, that's my spiel for today. Um, I love your spiel. My spiel of what I've learned and continue to learn over these last, well, 50 years, but these last, especially these last 10 years have been just, wow, 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 wow. I've been, I'm, as we approach Thanksgiving, I've been um, really sitting with uh, the dinner table because I haven't had a dinner table for 10 years. I haven't had, I haven't, I haven't had like that Thanksgiving again that I've really wanted and my entire family's coming into town and I'm really excited about it. It's just, it's going to be a wonderful celebration and, and really sharing the gratitude of, of everything. Right. And I think that's the most beautiful thing we can do. So absolutely. Well, I'm grateful for you. Thank you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being here. And we, my pleasure. Uh, and for those of you also that want us to touch on something, um, whatever it is, mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. message, message Sylvia, message myself and ask, yes. like, Hey, will you guys talk about this or absolutely on this? And, and when you come back, will you come back? I mean, I'm just like, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I think yes. you're like my continuum. Uh, and we have such great conversations. And so if there's something that you want us to touch on, please message please. Me, send me an email, whatever. And we will make sure that we do that. Where can people find you? Uh, on Instagram, Dr. Sylvia K, D R S Y L V I A, the letter K, or on my website, www.drsylviak.com. Awesome. And uh, thank you for being here. And until the thank next you. time. Until the next time. Thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm grateful to have you here. I believe in you, I believe in us, and always will. Life can get hard, but I promise you, on the other side, it's glorious. I'd love to invite you over to sarahsholtenkranz.com to receive five free meditations recorded by me or download your free guide on how nature is your perfect healing therapy. My site has many free resources to guide you on your life journey, many that I used myself while on my road from victim to thriver. And also, please, I ask that you share my podcast with those who may need inspiration, information, or who need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review and subscribe. Go find it on other platforms such as iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please also go to my Instagram or Facebook page, leave a message in my comments, and tell me what you think of this episode. Please share in your stories and tag me. I'd love to reshare and celebrate your healing journey. I love hearing from each one of you. Let's keep the ripple going. It begins with each one of us. I love you and have a great day. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.